What if you really can have it all? No, really. What if everything you think you desire is only a starting point for the life you're truly capable of creating? On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, we playfully explore topics from money to magic, healing to wholeness, creation, relationship, business, and more. There's no place we won't go. Nothing too wacky or weird in the quest to live as grand a life as possible. Hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stopper are the embodiment of opposites attract. And the result is true synergistic power. Partnered in love and in business, they're taking co-creation to a whole new level. Join Megan and Suzanne for Love, Life, and All Things Weird, where we will talk about living a life that's inspired, overflowing, and completely awesome. Hey, hey, hey! You're listening live to Love, Life, and All Things Weird with your hosts, Megan Silicho and Suzanne Stoffer. Yes, we do have last names and names other than honey and baby in Sweden. <laughs> so, you are... And sugar, sugar. <laughs> sugar, sugar. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Oh, honey, But you know honey. what? I guess since we're talking about the relationship class today, you know, we're ta- we are talking about relationships, so now we can, you know, legitimately call each other lover and honey and sugar plum. Don't you think? Oh, yes. We're too legit to quit, babes. <laughs> Way I know. too legit. <laughs> I mean, we are we highlighting relationships. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and in, so. in kind of an interesting way, as it turns out, because um, we're talking this, we're doing a series right now, and I think there's six more weeks, um, around, we're calling it Blow Shit Up. And the whole series mm-hmm. is designed to take a look at different sort of structures or rules um, that you bought into that may not be true for you. And if they are true, like the, there's nothing wrong with sort of some, uh, you know, some agreements or lines or things that work for you. But we're really wanting to look at what is actually like, I, I would say at the core of this whole series, if I were to if I were to put it into a, a one bottom line is are you willing to be you? Like are you willing to be you in relationship? Are you willing to be you in business? Are you willing to be you with money? Are you willing to be you? And part of the problem with rules is is most of the rules were only designed to control the you, not to flourish the you. And so herein lies a little bit of rub. Wouldn't you say, mm-hmm. darling? Yes, mm-hmm. and not in a good way. Oh my god, that was so funny. You made it funny. You made it funny, honey. Yeah, it's a miracle. <laughs> no, but like I and I really, you know, fundamentally we want two things in life. We really want to be fully and unconventionally ourselves. We want to just be us. That is a deep deep desire for everybody. And two, we really want to deeply connect and feel like we belong and that we're accepted and and that we have relationships that um honor who we are so there's those can be really conflicting because when as children we came in as who we are and then we immediately found all the rules um and all of the the social constructs that said, oh, well, you you actually can't B 
be that part. You know what? You're just really too loud and rambunctious, so you need to be quiet. Um, you need to settle down. Um, or, like, you can't be that <laughs> If I had a nickel for every time I heard that, I'd tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Right? Um, yeah. So right. basically right around, you know, like um, walking and talking age, we start learning, quote, the rules of actually what we can and what we can't do, who we, who we can and cannot be. And that continues on through childhood into um, teenager where, you know, there's a sense of rebelling and like, you know, and the rules and all this stuff. And then you go into adulthood and you recreate that in relationship. You recreate, you can recreate that in friendships, but especially I would say in romantic relationships since they tend to pattern after our primary relationship of childhood parenting. So, um, and then relationships end up being about compromise and selling out. It's about avoiding or trying really, trying so hard to work through conflict and issues. And, you know, really, despite everything, losing some part of our true self. So it's kind of what Dane talks about with cutting off your arms and legs to fit into the tiny, small car called relationship. And so it can be subtle and it can be overt. And it really creates so much um, selling out and settling and lots of issues for us and in relationship. And, you know, part of the reason why we created this series is because we are, Megan and I are in the process of unconstructing and really kind of blowing oh, I up. I like that, um, unconstructing. Yeah, right, unconstructing. Um, some of the ways that we've sold out, some of the ways that we've settled, because if you guys have been listening for any amount of time, you really know that Megan and I energetically on a day-to-day -day basis are so opposite. We're incredibly opposite. And that works really well for um, co-creation and that creates a lot of like really cool stuff in our world. But it also chemistry. gives us an opportunity on chemistry, right? But it also gives us the opportunity to really rub rub each other and try to pull each other into each other's you know, way of doing and way of being and way of living. And so we've been doing this pull um, and uh, for the last seven years. And sometimes I get my way and sometimes she gets her way and, um, and it actually doesn't work. And we tend to be pretty codependent in our energies. Um, and so it actually can create big issues. And so we've recognized, especially in the last month or so, um, how we, even as aware and as in consciousness as we are and as in personal development as we are, that we've done a lot of settling in our relationship as well. And so we're in the process of that. And so, of course, we want to bring you into that. You know, whatever we're learning, we want to share with you. Yeah. Welcome to our blowing up. <laughs> Welcome to the blowing up of our relationship show. <laughs> and, you know, it's interesting because <laughs> we just thought you'd want to be in on it. Because how fun is that? <laughs> right? But the thing is, is that um, uh, intimate relationship 
okay, like this is maybe going to bring stuff up for y'all all, all, is the most conditional love-based relationship of all. Like we're way more unconditional with our friends. We're way more unconditional with, you know, other people in our life, maybe not parents. That's <laughs> That tends to be quite conditional as well. But um, the thing about it is, is that like even like, okay, we want somebody who looks a certain way. We want somebody who is like us or is not like us or who does this or shows up this way or shows up that way. And then that equals love. And so we have all of these projections, expectations, separations, and rejections about what love is, and then we plaster it on our person. <laughs> and then we wonder why they're not showing up how we want. And then we wonder why we're not getting our needs met. And then we wonder why. And so most people, like, you know, when I work with couples, one of the very first things I do, like if a couple's been together for a couple of years or, you know, five or ten, and I'm like, wow, how long has it been? since you've actually seen each other and not your projections, right? It's like in that honeymoon phase, we like, oh, the, you know, across the shining room, the, the, the crowded room, there is a light above the head of your uh, soon-to-be, hopefully beloved, and you run across the room thinking they're awesome and amazing and nothing they do bugs you, and they're, they're, everything is perfect. And then all of a sudden, you know, honeymoon's over, and it's like, what? What are you doing with the toothpaste? Like, what are you doing with the toilet seat? Oh, you're bugging me, you know? And, um, and, and that occurs because we start projecting who we need the other person to be for us. And that's, as Suzanne said, that's based on our early childhood relationship. So one of the things you, we want to do is, and, and to start to see Okay, who do I, who am I? Who do I want to be? Who, how do I be me in relationship? One of the first things you got to do is take your projections, expectations, judgments, and conclusions off of your partner and off of you and how you're supposed to show up in relationship. So maybe we should do a clearing on that. So do that clearing. Yes, I was just going to say that. Do that clearing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so, um, so in access consciousness, we talk, uh, they, they invite us to every day to uncreate and destroy all our relationships. Now, why would they ask, why would they invite us to do that? Because there's so, because we have so many automatic response systems around relationship. And we tend to go, we get together and we go, okay, I know who you are and you know who I am. And so we're just going to keep, I'm just going to keep holding you as who I think you are from yesterday. Right. And then what happens is, is all of our relationships get based on the past and what happened three years ago and five years ago. And couples tend to fight over and over and over again about the same shit that happened however many years ago. And what you're doing when you do that is you're recreating your past relationship. So if you can start uncreating and destroying your relationship every day, meaning the energetics of who you were yesterday and who you think the other person is, then what happens is is you begin to open up into the possibility of who you are and who they are, and then you begin to step into creating a relationship, not just going through the motions or reacting to the relationship. So let's take – and so let's – I want to do um, – should we do primary partners and then like – and then all other relationships just because we can. Mm-hmm. So – um Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so, uh-huh. okay, so everybody like bring to mind a, a, a main relationship that you might have. Like it could be um, 
an enjoyable other, or it could be uh, a, a child that you're in conflict with. And I want you to just kind of bring their energy to mind. And, and then all of your projections, expectations, separations, judgments, rejections, um, conclusions and computations about who that person is, um, who that you need them to be, um, can we please uncreate and destroy that? Yes. Hello? Yes, my yes girl. Yes. <gasps> right, wrong, good, bad, pot and pock, mm-hmm. all nine boys, short, and beyond. So in the in this work, when we say, are you willing to uncreate and destroy it, you have to acknowledge that it's a yes for the energy to um, begin to move for you. So now let's take all the other relationships. Would you be willing to uncreate and destroy every relationship you've ever had or ever will have? Ha! And all the projections, mm-hmm. expectations, judgments, separations, uh, rejections, conclusions, decisions about who anybody is, who you are, and who you all have to be for each other. Can we please uncreate and destroy that? Yes, please. Ha! Right, wrong, yes. good, bad, pop, pop, yes, all yes. nine, bullshit, shorts, <laughs> and beyond. Yes! Yes! Okay, so, you know, and I think, you know, as I'm as I'm doing this, as I'm talking about this, hun, I think that partly how we've come to this moment in time of going, okay, we want to do something different than what we've been doing. I think in part, I think you, you've shared with me that you've been doing this, and so have I. I've been doing a lot of uncreating and destroying of our relationship. And I think it's finally mm-hmm. given us the space to see where we've lulled ourselves or entrained ourselves into the other person's story of how relationship and life are supposed to work. And that's mm-hmm. what happens a lot in long-term relationships. That's why you look across the restaurant at the couple that's been together 30 years and they're reading the newspaper because they're compl- mm-hmm. there's no creating there. They, I mean, that relationship ended 20 years ago. <laughs> they're just cohabitating now. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, so yeah. what have you made so vital, valuable, and real about the order of your relationships that mm. keeps you from the chaos of all relationships of possibility. And everything mm-hmm. that is and everything that brings up, can we uncreate and destroy it? Yes. yes. Right, yes. wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shirts, boys and beyonds. Because what you're talking about with the people reading the newspaper is is points of order. It's order. Um, it's like, okay, well, they go to the same restaurant and they talk about the same things. Well, how how are the kids doing? And how's work going? And it's the same routine. It's the same order. And I think it's a, you know, <clears throat> we are creatures of habit sometimes. But that lulls you into this place of 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 settling. And I think that's really been true for us. It's kind of like we have a full day of clientele and then, you know, it's like, okay, well, what are we going to do for food? And then it's like, okay, well, let's watch TV. And that was part of our settling is getting into this kind of domestic routine that wasn't infused with any kind of chaos. It was just like, okay, and we're tired and then we wake up and then we have coffee and then we do this and then we do that. And it's the same, same, same. So all of the points of order that you have been instilling in your relationships that um, creates a, a almost like a disconnecting and a di- distraction. Can we uncreate and destroy that, please? Yes! Right and wrong, good and bad, upon and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Yes, joyful. It has been boring, <laughs> she says. 
<laughs> she says, that sounds boring, Suzanne. Um, <laughs> yes. yes, exactly. You know, then you, and especially it can occur with kids, right? Like, because then you have the routines of the kids as well, you know, and it all, it all creates such a point of order, all of these points of order that then you're playing out. Um, and, and yeah, I would say we've both got into that, um, habit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would say too, that, um, one of the things that we, we've, we made up a little rhyme in preparing for our show today is that when you tend to be an, a, sort of an energetically sensitive person, like we kind of called ourselves codependent, but I would say we're more energetically sensitive. So Suzanne and I can have a, a whole fight, like a whole conflict without even talking because I'll feel her energy change and I'll be like, oh, well, what did I do wrong? Right, and I'll change my energy, and she'll be like, "Well, why are you, why are you doing that?" And like, but there, there's no even talking, because our we can feel we're so sensitive to one another, we can feel everything that's going on with the other person, right? And so it's like, <laughs> I, I remember when we realized we were doing that, I was like, "Oh my god!" Like we are totally like in the shitter right now, and we haven't even spoken a word. Like, what the hell? Mm -hmm. You know? And so when you have that kind of sensitivity with another person, you know, we've talked a lot about on the show that 98% of your thoughts and feelings aren't yours. Well, if you're in a primary relationship, if you're in an intimate relationship, and um, you're energetically sensitive, you begin to literally take on your partner's ideas and ideals for what relationship should be. And then all of a sudden, Mm -hmm. you find yourself sort of, what I would say, entrained to that. It's like, oh yeah, I can, I can do the get up at the same time every day, go to bed, watch TV, blah blah, you know, like, and it's like, it's so funny because it's so not me, right? It's just not who I am. And also, Suzanne, like, I'm like chaos. I'm chaos walking, right? And I'm like, I want open door policy. I want people to come and play and visit. And that's so overwhelming for who Suzanne is. And she's kind of bought that she had to buy into that way of living and being. And just that these little moments of what we think, and and one of the things people get upset with me about when I talk about this, like compromise in relationship is bullshit. It is is basically the, the slippery slope of death of a relationship. You've got to be more conscious than that. And we do these energetic and conscious little overrides and sellouts and we're calling it compromise instead of going, oh, what's actually true for me here? And when each person has a sense of what's true for them, then what can happen is you can actually negotiate. You can, And Suzanne and I are coming up with some pretty radical ideas about how to love each other and actually really honor, like really, really honor what's true for the other person. Mm-hmm. And so what we have called what I've just described, you want to tell them what it is, honey? What we just called, well, the name we came up for the, for like the, what I you can't do remember it. Are you serious? <laughs> I can't. Sweetie, we just lull made it up. Something. Okay. Lull and pull. The lull and, lull we, you get and lulled pull. and pulled. Lull and pulled. Mm-hmm. Lulled and pulled. So it's like you get lulled into the other person's way of relationship and or you begin to pull them into yours. So I can, 
for years I've been trying to get Suzanne to party with me, right, to, to be social with me because I thought I needed her permission to do that, mm-hmm. right, because it's mm-hmm. like, oh, we're in relationship. So if I couldn't talk her into party, then I couldn't be me. And so it was really important for me to try to get her to come party, right, when it wasn't true mm-hmm. for her. So she has, like, this resentment about being pulled into the party. And I have resentment about being mm-hmm. lulled into domesticity. But guess mm-hmm. what? Ah, we did it to ourselves. Yeah, and and I I think you know I joyful is she's funny in the chat room. She's saying do share do share the 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 details as it feels juicy because um, I do think that we're in a process of. Um, instead of just being like, oh, well, you can go party and I'll just stay home. Like we're actually like having conversations that are really much more, uh, I would say, radical, radical than that. And so let's go on. Yeah, let's go on break. And when mm-hmm. we get back from break, we'll share more about what we're considering in our relationship. So you're listening to Love Life and All Things Weird. And we'll be back. Are you looking for a place to create, connect, and belong? Where you have massive encouragement to be the weird, live-outside-the-box person you truly are. If you've chosen a different path as a rebel, an innovator, a leader, entrepreneur, and changemaker, you're in the right place. On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, Megan and Suzanne bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation, and full permission to be you. Claim your weird and live your most ridiculous life. Be sure to listen every Wednesday at noon, Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The BARS is the first class in Access Consciousness, a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a BARS session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? This is Love, Life, and All Things Weird with host Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer. Are you scratching your head a bit? Let's chat. Call into the program today and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613-800-8736 or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or leave comments in our Facebook group, Weird on the Air with Megan and Suzanne. Now, back to the program. Welcome Back, everybody, to Love Life and All Things Weird. We are talking about blowing up the constructs of relationship and the ways that you've settled and compromised for safety, security, and love. And before the break, we were talking about um, some conversations that we've been having, especially in the last three weeks, 
about what how we're unconstructing our relationship. And um, you know, when we first got together, like um, we were dating, and then we the next logical step was to move in together. And so we both sold our houses, and we bought a house together, and we moved in together. Um, and what we've been talking about is how it's actually so not true to live together. Um, that, you know, we still really choose relationship with each other and to live together um, actually creates so much settling for us both. So back to the party, you know, like Megan um, wants to have an ongoing party with lots and lots of people in open, um, open door policy. And as fun as I uh, as fun as that is sometimes, I actually regenerate through space and quiet and being alone. Um, I also really like a lot of organization in my space and a lot of like cleanliness and a lot of like my kind of my things in the way that I like them. Um, I'm a much more structured, organized person. Um, and she's chaos and she is doesn't it doesn't matter to her that her clothes are all over the floor or whatever right like so um it, just, it doesn't bother her and so it creates a big rub in my personal space because um the way that she normally um works um is complete opposite of of mine and so you know we're looking at actually selling our house we're looking at um finding two different spaces um, to live so that I can actually operate in the way that's really in my essence and that she can do the same. So that's, so right for right now, you know, like, um, we, we, last weekend we moved Megan downstairs into her own bedroom. So she's downstairs and I'm upstairs. And, you know, immediately I could feel more freedom around that because then Megan could stay up late and she could, you know, have, have a party downstairs and I could be upstairs in my own space. And so I would say even just that move has created a lot of expansion and freedom and space in our worlds. Wouldn't you say, Megan? Yeah, Hello? I would say that. It's We have, just so you know, there's Hello? like a five-second delay. Can you hear me yet? <laughs> yeah, I can totally hear you. Can you, you hear me? We there's a huge Hello? delay yes. today. Our internet kind of slow. Hmm. So um, all right. Yes, I would agree with that. Um, I have. Um, yeah, I can just feel like because one of the things that would happen is because Suzanne likes to go to bed early, right? Like at ten, ten thirty, or something like that, and I just get get going at that time and so I've done this thing where I'm just like really quiet I'm on my phone I'm in the dark I'm like and I get all these creative ideas and like but I'm you know kind of I don't have any access to do anything with them and so I felt like going downstairs on the nights that I do it's like oh like the whole world is available to me I'm talking to people all over the world and I'm like writing things and I'm creating things and I'm playing and it's like it's so fun and it's like oh oh yeah that's me you know, that's just that's just my energy. That's how I operate. And it's like I think that um, I want to share something from um, and and it's interesting because this thing has stuck with me for t almost twenty years. There was a series of books, um, maybe maybe fifteen years ago, um, called Conversations with God, and it was by Neil Donald Walsh. A lot of people read it, and the third book has everything to do with relationship, right? And and talking about he was talking about like how we've kind of messed up relationship in this reality. And one of the things that they talked about was that um, when 
like let's say that that the that the whole point of relationship is to look at what can I contribute, not what can I get. Okay, if your primary intent in relationship is what can I get, um, then <laughs> you're off to the you're off to the compromise races. Like and the projection races. If your primary intent is what can I give and how can I celebrate who this person is and how can I allow them to be who they are and contribute to them? And somebody asked the question like, well, what if your partner wants to smoke in the house and you don't? And he said, then you would come to your partner and you would say, hey, nice life choice. Way to go. I I totally honor that you want to smoke and I'm going to need to love you from a different house, you know, and like no, no stress, no mess, just like really honoring the other person. And what he said was, is that if people come together in relationship to learn, the, the primary reason for relationship is accelerated learning. So if a partnership or a relationship, you stop learning in that, it you probably need to go on. And he was saying that we're actually designed to have many different like um, relationship experiences. And so if you can feel into, oh, wow, are we complete learning? He said there would be no need for divorce lawyers because you would just know something needs to change. Like, And, and it's not about, because we're in communion with everybody all the time, it's not about cutting somebody out of your life. It's about looking at how can I love you as you and still honor me? And what are the configurations that would best support that love. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I really love that, the configurations that best support that love. Because I, I really coach a lot of people on figuring out their way to do relationship. You know, like that it doesn't have to look like the constructs that of the society that, you know, of like, okay, you're in your, you know, go to college, you, then you get married, then you have, you know, you move in together, and then you have your 2.5 children and your white pick a fence. It's like, it's ridiculous how there's all these shoulds about what happens next in relationship, that there should be some kind of like commitment, that there should be sexual exclusivity, that there should be this, um, you know, that you all shack up together, that, you know, then all of a sudden your interests become his interests and his interests become your interests, right? So there's so much like blending going on and actually like settling and selling out and lulling into this sleep pattern. I think it's really interesting when you take a look at it, how many couples tend to like age and gain weight the longer they've been in relationship. It's almost as if their vitality and aliveness goes out the window because they're in all of these constructs. And I think I've certainly experienced that. When I'm single, I'm like spicy and sexy and um, thinner. And when I'm in, the longer I'm in relationship, the more kind of like um, less I try, the less I, um, you know, the the less I actually feel um, vital and alive on a day-to-day basis. Um, and so that's something that we're really looking at as well is like, how do we open up our energies? You know, how do we, um, to like almost turn on and turn up our, our sexual energies, our, um, attraction energies, our juice, um, and, and, you know, show up for each other that way, but also be open to that and expressing energetically and authentically choosing how do we express that with others too. So that's the, that's the conversation we're in. And so I think it's been really interesting for Megan because, 
you know, it's like relationship means, you know, shut down attraction. Um, it means like be exclusive sexually. It means like you should only have eyes for your partner. Um, so, um, and there's a lot of stuff in our society of like if having quote emotional affairs or, you know, energetic affairs or sexual affairs or whatever that it's like cheating if you are even, um, you know, have any energy towards anybody else. So yeah, I think what I'm, it's so funny in the chat room, everybody's like, please, clearings, 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 please, clearings. <laughs> so apparently this is, this is bringing up some energy for people. So, so darling, are you, uh, are you dialed in on, um, some clearings for the people? Ah, uh, ah, uh, I think you have the, I think you have the clearings over there, hon. Yeah, okay. So, um, everywhere that you have cut off your arms and legs to be in relationship, everywhere that you've shut down your sexual aliveness, your sexualness, your energy, your openness, your communion energy, um, because of the exclusive nature of your relationship, can we uncreate and destroy that, please? Yes. Ryan, Ron, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shirts, boys and beyonds. Um, and I, uh, and everywhere that you've made it's the, your relationship so vital, valuable, and real that you would value it over your own aliveness. Can we uncreate and destroy that, please? Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pun and pock, all nine shirts, boys, and beyonds. And I'd like to do the the relationship um, clearing from Dane that came out a while ago, but it's so good and amazing. Um, it says, what have you made so vital, valuable, and real about the inevitability of finding and creating joy and true happiness that will be created by the promise of relationship, the solace of emotional bonding, the need of true physical contact, the absolute need and requirement of mind-altering sex, and the bondage of choice as need that keeps you choosing in training and biomimetically mimicking to the inherent needs of the one true, perfect, and totally real man and or woman who will truly see you and get you that must exist for you in this reality that you cannot find. So everything that is and everything that brings up for everybody, can we uncreate and destroy that? <laughs> yes, please. Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shirts, boys and beyonds. I think I've run this clearing about what, what, babe? I was going to ask you to run it again and do it a little bit slower. Because I, when, you know, <laughs> I've run this a lot too, and my head just went fuzzy again. And I imagine that if this is the first time somebody's heard it, they might need it maybe once or other twice. Yeah, okay, let's do it again. So what have you made so vital, valuable, and real about the inevitability of finding and creating joy and true happiness that will be created by the promise of relationship, the solace of emotional bonding, the need of true physical contact, the absolute need and requirement of mind-altering sex, and the bondage of choice as need that keeps you choosing in training and biomimetically mimicking to the inherent needs of the one true perfect 
and totally real man and woman who will truly see you and get you that must exist for you in this reality that you can never find. Everything that is, will you uncreate and destroy it, please? Yes! Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. So yes, we will post this in our Facebook group, Weird on the Air with Megan and Suzanne. If you're not in there, please go to Facebook and just query Weird on the Air with Megan and Suzanne. We post a lot of extra stuff. It's a really awesome community. I think we have like 700 members now almost. It's awesome. So go for this clearing. It's pretty freaking awesome. I think like I feel like relationship is an implant, truly. Like the uh, the construct the constructs of our society um have created the idea of relationship that and it's an implant and it's like impossible almost to live up to this idea of relationship and it's actually not healthy or aligned or true for people. You know what I even think I'm going to be really edgy. I actually think that 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 part of this is we've been implanted with these ideas because it keeps us from creating um the changes, the magic that we truly are because people spend and and I know you and I have like you know, um, trying to uh, find um, a way for us to, like, live together, right? How much, how many hours have we spent on that? Rather than going, hey, maybe we just love each other from a different house, right? How many hours have we spent on that? How many hours have you spent on either trying to find a relationship or trying to fix your relationships or, like, because they're supposed to be this certain thing? And, what happens when we do that is like we stop creating. We stop creating in the world and we get lost and locked into relationship. And so to me, relationship, the way that it is set up in this reality can be a huge, huge distraction from being in our purpose. And and I don't mean it, mm-hmm. I don't, like I, I kind of, I don't like the word purpose, but I don't know how else to say like being the creator you are, being the changer of realities you are, being the miracle and the magic that you are. And so it's like for us, for Suzanne and I, we feel super excited. As I mean, it's been bumpy the last couple of weeks. Like it's not been mm-hmm. easy to come to this. Like we've been like thrashing, <laughs> thrashing about. And, you know, it's like, but we feel really excited about the possibility of actually seeing if we can sort of uncouple in a conscious way that allows us to be ourselves and allows us to um, mine the most dynamic and beautiful parts of our relationship while letting some aspects of what we were trying to compromise around go to so that her and I can create who something else for ourselves in that. And like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm super excited. We don't know how the, we're in an experiment, boys and girls. We don't know how this bugger is going to work out. We're not saying, hey, come do what we're doing. Please do not hear that. We just have mm-hmm. noticed that, and, and, and the couples that come to us, the traditional structure of relationship is not working for 95% of the people out there. 
And so it's like we're looking at, okay, there's a lot of people that we know that have tried to do alternate forms of relationship. And it's like it hasn't, it seems to be super messy and it seems to like feel like um, it's not really adding to their life. They're actually spending more time doing that. And so we're like, okay, mm-hmm. what could happen if we did this by facing the structures, facing the beliefs, unhooking the implants, unhooking the programming, um, letting go of like our parents' relationships, blah, 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 and doing it as consciously as we possibly can. What could we create and what might that offer the world if we can actually create? And this is something that I know um, Suzanne and I really feel like we've been together for lifetimes and, and that the main um, theme has been love or freedom. And in different lifetimes, we've mm-hmm. chosen love over freedom or freedom over love, but we have never discovered a way to have both. And we don't, I don't see that in relationship. I don't see a lot of people who have love mm-hmm. and freedom. And so that's our experiment is to see if we can actually create a space of conscious love and freedom in partnership. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we got to go on break. We'll talk more about our grand experiment. When we get back, you're listening to Love, Life, and All Things Weird. And stay tuned. Are you looking for a place to create, connect, and belong? Where you have massive encouragement to be the weird, live-outside-the-box person you truly are. If you've chosen a different path as a rebel, an innovator, a leader, entrepreneur, and changemaker, you're in the right place. On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, Megan and Suzanne bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation, and full permission to be you. Claim your weird and live your most ridiculous life. Be sure to listen every Wednesday at noon, Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? Love, Life, and All Things Weird with hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stopper. Are you scratching your head a bit? Let's chat. Call into the program today and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613-800-8736 or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or leave comments in our Facebook group. Weird on the Air with Megan and Suzanne. Now, back to the program. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Welcome back, everybody, to Love Life and All Things Weird. (laughs) 
the chat room. The chat room. There's so much cool stuff happening in the chat room, though. Like, I wanted to say mm-hmm. something that um, someone in the chat room said is that that um, he says that he's been going through a sort of a restructuring, and he said it's just messy at first because you're facing into the facing into the constructs, and it's like you're you're challenging the status quo. So there's definitely a place, and I and I know that since we've been talking and since I've moved downstairs, we've both had these like waves of fear, like what are we doing? Why are we messing with something that's so good? Because most people would look at a relationship and say, that's a good relationship and we want that. In fact, (laughs) we've had to uncreate, destroy people's projections of us being a relationship they could look up to because that's a lot lot of pressure. Mm -hmm. But the Mm -hmm. thing about it is, is this, and this is the crazy shit about possibility, right? Because it's like, it's like in the world of creation, right? It's like, we don't want to rest on one creation. We always want to go, what else is possible? What else is possible? If you're creating, if you're on the edge of consciousness, if you're on the edge of creating, right, that's where you are. And so it looks to some like we're nuts and it looks to us like we're nuts because it's like, there's so much good about our relationship. There's so much love. There's so much like I would say, honor and respect and and play and good times and we have an awesome life. So why would we F with that? Why would we Mm -hmm. F with that? Because we want it all. We actually Mm -hmm. want it all and there's always more. And so anytime you challenge a construct of any kind, whether it's a construct of money, business, relationship, parenting, ooh, (laughs) you better stay tuned for next week, boys and girls. Suzanne is on doing the parenting constructs. Yeehaw! Mm -hmm. So, um, but like, anytime you do that, you're going to question yourself because everybody in reality says this is how you do it. And I remember, I will always remember, and she had my same last name. I think she was like a second cousin or something. I was in a gender studies class at the University of Utah, um, while I was getting my degree, and she wrote this paper on the value and the benefit of the closet. Because at the time, like when I first came out as being gay, it was like it was seen in my religion as the same as murder. Like it was like wrong and bad, and you did not go there. And it was so scary. Like we we would closet ourselves to like not be targeted, essentially. And I remember. Uh, this when she read this paper, I just felt this sense of freedom. And she said the value of having an alternative sexuality or an alternative lifestyle is it forces you to ask questions that if you're in the norm, you never ask yourself, right? And so a lot of people never in relationship or as a parent, they never ask themselves, well, who am I as a parent? What do I want in relationship? And because they're doing it like everybody else is doing it, meaning they've got it right, they can check that box, they never have to challenge it. But when, you, they're, when you're kooky like Suzanne and I, and you're asking questions, conscious questions of yourself, <laughs> that, I mean, you know, that stirs the pot. And, you, and that allows you to see who you are and what is it that's actually going to give you the highest expression of you and how can you do that while celebrating somebody who has a complete opposite authentic experience. Expression, <laughs> you know, it's it, it's kind. Of, it is it is a dicey experiment, wouldn't you say, darling? Mm-hmm, I would say that. I would say that um, because it takes you back to your primal um, woundedness of what 
of bonding with your parents. So like if I don't have, if there's not a rule or if there's not an agreement called Megan comes home to me at night, um, you know, or spends time with me, then it like, then she's not required to be there. There is no guarantee. There is no safety there. And so then it, 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 takes me to a place of like I'm not wanted or um, I'm rejected. Um, and so it takes me to my woundedness. It takes me to my childhood dynamics. And so we have gone through that um, and um, in our own ways from various different things. And um, and it's about leaning into that woundedness and and sourcing your own safety and um recognizing that that's a construct and you know i asked megan the other day i said okay if we have no constructs for our relationship what do we have like what actually brings us together because in history in my history love was not enough love was not enough you had to have some other type of something in order for a relationship to work because love was not enough. And I think what I answered my own question in a couple days of like, it's actually love and choice. That truly I get to choose. I get to choose her. I get to choose her in a way that works for me. She gets to choose me in a way that works for her. And then we get to um, not take it personally and heal the woundedness when the when abandonment or rejection comes up. And um, and it's a, a huge experiment of allowance and actually allowing our love to grow, our absolute deep, 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 just crazy deep love to grow and also choice and having choice be the driving force in our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I just had this awareness, hon. This is juicy. So most people, like just in listening to you, right, like, and and this is true, I mean, I have my own version of this, right? It's like, if somebody loves me, then they will, right? And one of the mm-hmm. things that we've been doing, you know, is like we've been, we have, uh, partly how we're doing this, guys, is I've created a clearing loop with some of the, including some of the clearings we've given on the show, but probably another 30 clearings um, that we're listening to on a daily basis. And um, I thought this was really amazing the other day where um, I was running bars on her, which is a, it's a body process. It's a process where you put your hands on different points in the head and it helps to defrag um, beliefs and structures of the mind. And she was, um, Suzanne was saying, if you love me, you would while I was running the mm-hmm. implant bands, which is the programming. And it was so, like, I was bawling, she was bawling. Like, that runs so deep, you guys. If you love me, you would. Mm-hmm. If you love me, you would. Mm-hmm. And so relationship has been about this illusion called safety because can you ever be safe? Can you ever really have safety when you put all of your balls in, in one basket? Right, the, it, mm-hmm. the only person that can create safety for you is you. We are the source of safety. Mm-hmm. So most of relationships are based on safety because they were created in safety. It was all about the hunter gatherer. Okay, well we need somebody needs to get food and somebody needs to raise the baby. So all of the relationships initially were about safety. And what if relationship could be created about 
fun and joy and pleasure and free choice? What if that was the basis of relationship instead of the structure? And that's what we're talking about here. We're talking about making choice and joy and fun and pleasure the most important thing. And letting go of this idea that a structure is going to create any safety at all. Mm-hmm. So you guys don't do that. Don't do that exercise of if you loved me, you will, or if you loved me, you mm-hmm. would. Don't do that at all. Don't journal it. Don't answer that question for yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't like look at your own constructs of relationship that might be hiding. You know, it's really interesting because I don't <laughs> think there's anybody else that has that except for us, Megan. Like I don't, mm-hmm. you know, so that wouldn't be a really good process that- for any of you to do. We're the most messed up. You know, um, I actually would like to run another. I actually want to run one more clearing, and then I want to, like, give two shouts for the Live Your Magic event this weekend. Um, here is the final um, the final clearing of the day. What would happen if you were out of control, out of definition, out of limitation, out of form, structure, and significance, out of linearity, and out of concentricities with relationship? and desire for all eternity. And everything that is times a gazillion, will you destroy it and create it, please? Yes. Yes, right, wrong, good, bad, pot and pock, all nine boys, shorts, and beyond. Cool. And we can post we can post that one, too, for you guys. Um, is there any other mm-hmm. thing you want to say, Hunt, before we start wrapping it up for today? No, darling. I think I think we've blown out the systems and the constructs. We've had throwing up. We've had crying. We've had laughing. We've had all of the above. <laughs> come back, come back Oopsie. next week for um, unconstructing your parenting um, and unconstructing the idea, especially of motherhood and all the shoulds and all the constructs related to that. Um, it's going to be amazing. And, you know, continue on our series with blow some shit up for the next six weeks. You'll be a whole different person by um, the end. How about that? Yes. And and the early pay for Live Your Magic that's in Salt Lake City this weekend ends at midnight tonight. It's not too late. Hey. Come play with us. People are descending. Come play. Bye. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Love, Life, and All Things Weird. We will be back next Wednesday at noon Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. Be sure to tune in for more tips and tools on how to claim your marvelous, magical life.